podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> My name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. Indeed, it's the finale of the Whistleblowers, which means I'm delighted to say that FIFA obviously imploded so that we had something to talk about. <laughs> Apart from the FA Cup final, which is also a massive thing, because we've got a couple of lads who are going to be discussing that with us. Mr. Kevin Day is directly alongside me, as, as one would assume, in these dire straits for football. Who knew that Seth Blatter could have people arrested for not loving him enough? Is it... Uh, and it can happen, Amazing. it would seem, that's yeah. right. Because it can use the FBI to do it, as, as I think of them now as the the first touchables. And our other guests for this evening as well are uh, two gentlemen who can represent for the FA Cup final. Directly opposite me now, Alex Brooker is here. Hello. The Arsenal man, who is um, possibly the third, only the third or fourth person to come all the way back from Mexico to do a podcast. That, that's the commitment, mate. Lovely. He is. It's old school. That's really touch. It's really touching. I know it's great, that. Isn't it? It's really <laughs> touching the fact that you're on your honeymoon and you watch four Arsenal games. As has just been explained <laughs> to us directly, is that he's, and there was and what game was it where, where, where you, you basically just put your hand in her face and said, "Shut up, darling. I'm watching the football." That was it must have been three days um, in the marriage. Uh, that was. Uh, the nil-nil draw with Sunderland, so absolute, <laughs> well worth it. Absolute cracker. <laughs> it makes perfect sense in that case, then. Uh, and down the line, because of course he has some real broadcasting to do in Salford. <laughs> at some point, is Mister Phil Williams, who did say to me actually earlier, I got confused earlier, gentlemen. He's, I thought he was going to watch the Foo Fighters. He was telling me about the Foo Fighters uh, in terms of having a conversation. And uh, I thought he was going there. He said, no, 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 the, the, the traffic. He said, you don't going to watch some dog-on-the-rope rock band. He's exactly how he described it to me. Hello, Phil. Yeah, that was an off-the-record conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, it was once, have wasn't been, it? Have you met Mark Webster? <laughs> how you all doing? What a pleasure it is to be guesting on your podcast. Lovely to have you here, fella. And of course, uh, have we, you got we, tickets, by the way, for the Cup Ah, Yes, you yeah, I'm in, I'm in, uh, I don't want to, you know, show off or anything, but I'm in Club Wembley. Oh, that's nice. That's how so I roll. Is, so is Alex, that's good, because we're just reading today how difficult it's been for the fans of both clubs to get tickets, but uh, <laughs> yeah. as long as you two are sorted, that's fine, as long as you two, yeah, media, yeah, yeah. As long as you two media darlings have got your tickets. Thank, God, thank, thank God this isn't, a, this, is, this isn't a podcast for the fans, though. You know, who cares about <laughs> no. that? You know, yeah, no, exactly. And the thing is, Kevin shouldn't be shouting his mouth, because it was him who got both of us our tickets. He's <laughs> <laughs> very true. But of course, we we have to start at the only place one can start, which is the fact that uh, uh, this very morning, as we as, as we're broadcasting here, it was reported that there was a dawn raid, and seven FIFA men were taken away in shackles, or indeed, perhaps as the Swiss put it themselves, it wasn't so much a dawn raid; it was a five twenty-seven a.m. precisely raid, <laughs> uh, because they would. Um, Phil, from your point of view, I suppose yeah. you know, for, I, I'm going to guess, that as, as you're sitting there, you're going to be dealing with this on air, aren't you? Yeah, well, and there's stuff still breaking on this. So yeah. in the last couple of minutes, UEFA have called on them to postpone their elections, which Sepp Blatter apparently says he's, he's refusing to do on Friday. Um, we also hear the FIFA Ethics Committee. Who knew they existed? <laughs> uh, they suspended uh, the people that have been arrested. So there's still more detail to come in on this. But the, the certain elements of this fascinate me. One of them is, why has it taken the Americans to sort this out? I, I, apparently well, American the law yeah. says that they can get involved 
if there's been any transactions gone through their banks, which it would appear some of this money has. Also, this hotel which got raided, right, at whatever time it was this morning, is apparently £2,000 a night. Mm. So you could imagine... Right, that certain guests might have thought a knock on the door, followed by some people entering with handcuffs, was part of the service. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing with the American involvement, though, Phil, and, and legally you have to be careful, the implication is that Chuck Blazer became a whistleblower. He was the American FIFA representative, and that therefore. You'll know from his former career as Grizzly Adams, yeah, of course. He looks, yeah, he does. But so, I mean, it, it seems that he's the one who supplied the information. But it's more the timing of it as well. Two days before the elections, that can't be a coincidence. But the fact that Seth Blatter, even now, Still seems to be saying, well, I wasn't arrested, so I don't see what the problem is. We just carry on. <laughs> that seems to be his attitude. I haven't been arrested. What's the problem? Thickest skin on the planet. The uh, the strange thing, actually, I quite enjoyed this earlier, was that it said that um, of the seven of them that they want to extradite, um, six of them um, didn't want, you know, have said that they don't want to go. Mm. But... Why is, is there one of them going, yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Exactly, I've always yeah. wanted to visit the US. Love a trip. All expenses by trip. This is what I've been doing for the last 20 years. Why is that home now? But the thing is, Phil, as a news story, and what, and what already Blatter was trying to do today was concentrate on the fact that some of them have been arrested for sort of marketing irregularities with sponsors, etc., etc., clearly ignoring that some of them, as a FBI quite clearly pointed out, have been arrested for fixing the next two World Cups. Yeah. So sure. Well, let, let's be really clear about this, right? The kind of charges that have been levelled by the US uh, are the kind of charges that you would normally only hear levelled against mobsters and a- gangland. Actually, Phil, can, I, can yeah. I just... Uh, let me quote uh, at this stage. It, it apparently is illegal payments, kickbacks and bribes which became the way of doing business. So the only things left out there are rum running and whacking. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> well, only two the things left off the list. Attorney General, this yeah. indictment alleges corruption that's rampant, systemic, and deep-rooted both abroad and here in the United States. Yeah, Those they, are her words. They did it properly. It's like hearing the Tories talk about the BBC. Similar <laughs> 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 um, sort of action, but they can't. Phil, they can't. I mean, what? I mean, a lot of the people listening to your show and a lot of journalists aren't football fans. It must be mystifying to them that the FIFA still say this vote is going ahead. Mustn't it to an outsider? I mean, those of us who love football are not surprised by anything that FIFA do or Seth no. does, but people who live in the real world, the normal world, must think... Well, like, what, what, where, where it's just a business, it's, which, of course, is what it is in that it, sense. It's yeah. idiocy that's allowed to carry on, isn't it? Uh, well, I wonder if those people are seeing a parallel with the banks, where right. it doesn't matter how, how large the fine yeah. business goes on. It's, Alex, yeah. there's a... Well, I, it, Walter de Gregorio, uh, spin doctor who's like a top at the moment. You can't see his face. He's whirring so fast. Um, he makes a very good point uh, because, of course, the other thing about this is the Swiss authorities are now after them on the voting for the next two World Cups, or 18 and 22. And he says, and I, and I quote, and this is this is this fella, this is a bloke, you know, hedging his bets. 2018 and, 22, and 2022 is a fact today. Can't speculate on tomorrow. But, of course, this, Alice, is going to be the big story. Really? I mean, you know, so, so, okay, so there's, so there's there's some rotten eggs within FIFA, yeah. fine. But there's two World Cups now in jeopardy. Yeah, and but I always think the thing especially here is, is that obviously, like, everyone kind of knows this, but there's been some wrongdoing. I mean, the fact that there was some sort of link to corruption with those two World Cups mm-hmm. being given... Don't, didn't come as a surprise to anybody no. today. Um, no, you did, you think, didn't crash your car, did you, no. as you heard that on the radio? I always no. think, I think, God, that's bad. And then the second bit of me just thinks, 
God, I tell you what, though, be good if they take it off them and England's ready to host one. <laughs> we've got the transport, we've got the stadiums, and that's like it's kind well, of the big, the big thing. To be fair, we should be hosting it every four yeah. years, shouldn't we? I mean, we, we have, <laughs> it's like the, Greek, the Greeks can have the Olympics every four years. We should have that. I'll tell you who will be desperately hoping that Russia lose a World Cup, and that's Fabio Capello. After he was told this week by the head of the Russian FA that the very least they expected from Russia was the was the final. Oh really? Like, yeah, when he was told that Mr. Putin wouldn't be, yeah, it's not, it's a, he won't be bothered. He won't be angry. It's just like he would like you to get into the final of the World Cup if you possibly could. <laughs> just point that out. To he you won't be angry. He'll just be disappointed. Yeah, he'll be disappointed. <laughs> he, he was. He was <laughs> sat on also wife when I don't do the, yeah. the washing. But he was sat on also of his top off as he said it. So <laughs> I, I, you know, you can only take words so far, and I think physical gestures sp- say much more. I think for the first time, I can sense Qatar definitely losing the World Cup. Phil, here's this is the first time I genuinely felt that. So happen. Russia gets Russia gets a pass, oh, and then oh, oh, yeah. here's the thing, though, Phil, on that one, mm. and, and you, you, we might call it like the Great Moral Crusade and a winner therefore as a result. Hundreds of people have died building a dozen stadiums or so, which could now. So now you may say these stadiums are, uh, you know, are just great big mausoleums for the pointless deaths of of some poorly paid people. Anyway, the cup final. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know I put a spring in the step of that question there. Um, but, but there's the I'm worry. I'm not sure it? what the question was. Well, the point would be, is that, is that if you take it away from Qatar, is it, is it actually worse now at this point, given how far they've gone down the line? I think it all depends, doesn't it, on Sepp Blatter's position here and what happens on Friday. Will those elections go ahead? Will he be forced out? Will sponsors and TV companies exert pressure as a result of this? I mean, let's yeah, not we've forget these are just charges. Yet, there will yeah, be a trial yeah, to yeah. follow this. But the logic, your logic, Mark, implies that you kind of have to go ahead with the Qatar World Cup as a tribute to those people almost, who have lost their lives. Almost. Which, which, instead of already one person dying on a construction site... Is, is one person too many? And the fact that FIFA haven't allowed an investigation in this, the fact that Qatar arrested BBC journalists for asking questions about this last week, and nobody seems to return to hear about that. So, so perhaps just, the biggest tribute is to leave twelve obsolete stadiums out there in, mm-hmm. in, in you know in, in the UAE. So perhaps that, perhaps that is the answer on that one. There. Um, do we think though ultimately we are going to see massive changes? I suppose here's let, let's go for the big bold question, Phil. What do you reckon on that? This does, I have to agree with what Kevin was just saying a moment ago. This does have a feel to me. And especially when the Americans get their teeth into something. I think she said, didn't she, that this, these are the start of the charges mm. when she gave her news yeah. conference earlier. So you can only assume from that there are more coming. I would have thought that there will be a few more people at the top of FIFA sweating for a couple of weeks on this. And I just get the feeling that this could be the start of something. Yeah, I do. The very top, Alex? All the way up to Blatter? Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't Amen, think, brother. I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever, ever wanted to see anybody get nicked more than him. I would love to see, see I it thought we were one of the Atten Garden lot, to be honest with you. I mean, because, it, you know, <laughs> that would be the only way we're going to get him. But tragically, no. But, this, this, but now we can have a go now. This, this could be the answer. <laughs> what do you reckon? Can, uh, is, it, it, can, can they do it? Can, can, we, can we see the sea change, Kevin? Not really, because if the vote goes ahead, he'll still win because he's he's created this fantastic smoke and mirrors contract where he's persuaded 
four of the uh, not you know everybody outside UEFA is persuaded that they are the victim of imperialist white people in in Europe who want to keep them under the imperialist yoke, and the only way they'll ever be free is by voting for him, and they've fallen for it hook, line and sinker. Incidentally, just on Blatter, right, the quote of the day from Blatter, he says to journalists, just after these raids have happened, you don't believe me, but I say again, this for FIFA is good. Yes, (laughs) this is a good day for FIFA, what a bad day. And it's just, um, without, you know, I I know how do you deal with lawyers in public uh, record situations, so I know the things you can and can't say. Uh, So I can't say that I'm delighted that Jack Warner is one of them, but I couldn't be more chuffed. <laughs> no, uh, uh, st- uh, I mean, how the... Well, no, that's, that's speculation, but, you know. No, uh, and obviously we're not in that world now. We're because not, of course we're not. No, no. we're not, because we, we, we've got heartier things that we can look forward to now, which, of course, is the, find a, a proper end to the football season with an FA Cup final. And I will step out of this conversation now, but why you let Arsenal and Aston Villa talk about it, one thing I'm really chuffed about, because I yes. think the BBC's FA Cup coverage has been risible this season but finally they've got it well, going back to a full day yes. of yeah. FA Cup coverage Amen. across Again. it's just a piece of genius and because I I will be rooted well it's the Palace Beer Festival in the morning so I'll be rooted to that for a while but then after that full of free cider I should be rooted <laughs> and I think that's a, it's such a good idea finally to give it a sense of event and a sense of importance that the FA Cup has lacked all season because it's been tucked away on Friday night or Sunday morning or, or, or there's not been one day when all the games have been played on the same day. And it's, it's brilliant. And also, you've got two proper clubs, and it means a lot to both of them. And I, I can't wait. And I believe its strength has been the fact that they moved those uh, games around and, uh, and introduced it to a, a very interv- television audience, which is a slightly yeah, different argument from Kevin's, yeah, as you can wrong, hear. Yeah, it's a nice, yeah. slightly, slightly wronger argument. Yeah, no, exactly. In, in, what, a, in, a, more, in, for, in yeah. a more right way. Slightly more half-assed. In a slightly Ill, more correct way. Ill-thought-through Ill type of argument. version of the correct version I described. Can I have that envelope you've written it on the back yes. of? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Mr. Mr. Phil Williams... Um, Mr. Randy Lerner, uh, your owner, has said, I don't disagree with fans. who said I shouldn't have been uh, brought in as a chairman. Uh, he, that's uh, his feelings about the way he's been in charge of this. And he, he, he does say of your club, it's interest from every corner of the globe. I do believe including the FBI, uh, as discussed <laughs> earlier. What, what kind of football team, what kind of football club arrives at the FA Cup final, from your point of view, having had the season you've had? Uh, well, a really exciting one to start with, uh, because I think... Um, I think even I saw on your Twitter feed someone had retweeted this uh, and it was a banner from a set, it wasn't Villa fans, it was a banner saying, we don't expect our team to win every game, we just expect them to try. Mm. And under yeah. Lambert, uh, who who only won five of his 25 games, right, <laughs> and who only managed to get 12 goals scored in his 25-game campaign, it was the football equivalent of ringing the Samaritans hourly. <laughs> and now you kind of feel with Sherwood that, you know, I mean, he was asked uh, at the news conference on Monday, his view of the cup final. And he says, well, there's no point. He says, we've got to respect the fact that they've got great players, but there's no point going and just trying to shut up shop. We'll have a go at Arsenal. Mm. And all the fans are going, yes, yes, do that. Because we know Arsenal are a better team. And we know that Sanchez is a great player. Okay, Giroud's not been firing. Walcott looks worryingly in form as we go into this game, but the rest of them don't look up to much and they're there for the taking. And that's the kind of spirit you want going into a cup final when you haven't been at Wembley for 15 years. Phil, well, not you, in the FA Cup anyway. Do you think the reason Randy Lerner is really, really delighted about the FA Cup final was it, it puts millions on the value and he's looking to sell as soon as he can. It does sound like he's, 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 he's shaping the club up for a change, isn't he, by the sounds of things? Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds a little bit like 
and a state agent said to him, you're going to have to do the bathroom, Randy, or you won't sell it. And so that's what he's trying so, to do. But so the FA Cup is a, is a patio. Um, the trouble with Randy Learning is that he leaves us all guessing <laughs> because he doesn't do interviews. And mm. so we've got no real idea what he's actually thinking and how much he's committed to. I mean, my feeling is you a want fan that Mike Ashley, mate. He does interviews. Martin O'Neill in. Remember that? Yeah. And he gave O'Neill something like seventy-nine million pound in three years yeah. to spend, and I think he thought that would win the Premier League, and it didn't. It had them pushing for fourth and not quite getting fourth for two seasons, and then I think he thought, well, I'm out now. My pockets aren't that deep. It's interesting. Now, Alex. Arsenal, from Arsenal's point of view, see, from from Villa's point of view, now staying up and being in the cup final, you might argue is their cup final. Arsenal was an interesting story, though, isn't it? Because Wenger Day says uh, Danny Welbeck basically is the only injury he have at the moment. Yeah, they've got to the last game of the season <laughs> with a squad of football players that aren't, as David Johnson, the old Nottingham Forest football player, said to me once, are a bunch of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and. What's, what, time, a, what time of night did he say that, Mike? Uh, he says it all the time. Oh. Uh, it's, it's the, it's, and, and the, the, it's weird with Arsenal, isn't it? Is that suddenly, there, the, there you are, presented with the squad that you had assumed would have been making a challenge all yeah, year long. It's, it's, it's a little bit frustrating, yeah. um, for the most part, because, I mean, Wenger is right. Our form <coughs> did pick up. It, it really did. Uh, it picked up as soon as we got, you know, Ramsey back fit. Ozil is improving now. He's uh, that's a Skype. That's I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that's that that'll be that'll be us getting um, uh, Phil Williams back on Skype. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Rather than the accompanying music, that, 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 always, I'm more than happy to have a sound. You always every time so. I name a player who's come <laughs> back into form. Since <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you know it is frustrating for us as Arsenal fans because every season we get it. You know, lots of Wilshere is always injured and people like that. But it's always one, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and actually, you look at us now, and you look at when he's got, you know, the full squad of players, and he, he actually does have some selection dilemmas. I mean, Wilshere looked excellent again against uh, West Brom the other day. Yes. Walcott did look better. I would say about West Brom the other day, though, that you know, I mean, they were basically on their holidays, you know, and yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, you know, the most heart. Heartfelt performance. But it's a nice run it. out for your for your cup final team, though, wasn't it? As a result, I mean, I I wouldn't be so sure if he played that same eleven. I think probably Giroud will come in. He's trusted him all season. He, yeah. He's done well. He hasn't scored for a while, but you know he has trusted him. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Walcott on the bench. Phil, Phil I don't. Know, can you still hear us, Phil? Yeah. Do you know what makes me laugh about hearing Alex talk? Right, and I love Alex to bits. I'm a huge yeah. fan of his. Right, but he's representative of all those Arsenal fans that moan, right? And I'd love their dilemma. I'd love to have the dilemma of being in the top four constantly for the last 10 oh. or 15 years or however long <laughs> listen, it is. Do you know what I mean? Listen, uh, Phil, we interrupted an Arsenal podcast a couple of weeks ago and they were moaning about how parking was difficult in the Champions League game. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they, they live in a different world. But, but, also, but that does lead up to my question, though, is that in terms of attitude, you've got Villa fans, I imagine, to a man and woman and child looking forward to a day out hoping for a win. Arsenal fans, whatever happens with Arsenal, if they win, there will still be a significant number of Arsenal fans for whom that's not enough and Wenger will still have to go. Uh, yeah, there will be. And, you know, it, there's still quite a big division yeah. uh, amongst amongst the fans. It's quietened down a little bit right. um, re- in recent weeks. You know, we, we did pick up form, you know, towards the latter half of the season, but there's still a massive division. And even if he does win on... Uh, Saturday, Wenger will still, there will still be people who want him out. Personally, I think, you know, there's a lot of us, everyone loves going to Wembley. You know, there's so much excitement about it. What I quite like about this year is, I think last year there was so much pressure in the whole game mm. to win it, and it's kind of, it's a different sort of pressure this year, and I hope that they, um, 
Yeah, because last year but he gets you into, just... he gets you into the Champions League That's against what against I, teams. I think against, it's more important for Arsenal. Yeah, two this of the game. you got two of the richest. You got teams that you can't compete with financially at the moment. City and Chelsea gets you into the Champions League behind them. Possibly wins you in the FA Cup, and still not enough for some Arsenal fans. Yeah. The only thing I'd say about that is, is that yeah, I mean, you know, we are pretty, we are pretty lucky with what with what we're seeing, and we are seeing, you know, still seeing some decent football. But the problem with Arsenal is, you, I think we look at it, and it's still kind of sometimes the same sort of problems. How long has everyone been saying we need a goalkeeper? You know, another goalkeeper. How long was it? Everyone was saying we needed an agile uh, player to go in front of the back four. We had to get a load Alex, of do, injuries. Alex, do you feel with Wenger that he's treated his um, transfer window a bit like clothes shopping, where he's found one jumper he likes, and he thinks, I'll just buy six of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, that's straight why I in think, a Benetton, straight yeah, out again. That's why I love the optimism of Raheem Sterling's agents, because that's, that's what... Arsenal are really short of the little five-foot-seven Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right, yeah, players, yeah, yeah, They Raheem Sterling's exactly what you need, isn't it? Every time I see us linked with an attacking midfielder in the paper, I'm like, surely. We can't just keep... you can't. Can't play four of them. I'm delighted that what you did in the end is you bring back a boy from Charlton who should be sponsored by a, a, basically a, a seafood company in Southend because his name is Cockleland, <laughs> and that's all that really matters. This boy it was, it was a big deal for you. On that note, because gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap up soon, and, and, and best of luck in your cup finals, I should say. Yeah. What, what interests me is that, that, that Liverpool remain perhaps the biggest foot, in football story. As yeah. the season collapses, and, and we just touched on um, Raheem Sterling there, uh, Phil. Uh, Brendan Rodgers uh, is out there with the maths again. Uh, 150% confident he'll stay, much in the way yeah. that Mignolet was out indefinitely for four games. Yeah. Um, are, uh, is, is, this a, is this a club in collapse? Once well, I'll tell you what it is, right? Is If you're on Twitter, you've got to follow at Deluded Brendan. Which sums it up perfectly. And after the uh, 6-1 thrashing at Stoke, Right, tweeted, if you discount the first half, right, that's one all, which, you know, away at the Britannia is a good result. And it, you almost, it's almost a bit too close to the truth. I mean, I, I've always liked Brendan Rodgers as a manager, but I don't know whether the Liverpool job is a job that's too big for him. I don't know how much control he has over his transfers and why he continues to eulogise players like Joe Allen, who are at best bang average. You know, the worst thing about that Stoke result, Phil, was that Palace came away from Anfield winning 3-1, which under normal circumstances, whatever, Gerrard or no Stephen Gerrard, that's a great result. And then suddenly yeah. you come out at half-time at Swansea, they're 5-0 down at Stoke. You think, oh, that's blown that then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a good result anymore. It's yeah. just that they... It's astonishing when you listen to Liverpool fans because suddenly they've, they've turned on Rodgers. Yeah, Within two weeks they've suddenly... But you look at that squad dispassionately... They still should be doing a lot better than they are. That's the problem. That's not a bad squad by any means. Should it's be, not a Liverpool yeah. Champions League it's squad. Not, no, it's not. It's way... That, that's, that's We're not going to be sat here in ten years' time going, oh, do you remember those turns and cheeky little passes yeah, that yeah. Joe Allen used to ding through? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Alex, I mean, Gary Neville says that you know they're stuck in the past and it's... Uh, uh, my, my thing Gary, is... It, Gary Neville says that. Yeah, Gary Neville says that. <laughs> a man from the past. Uh, and, but, of course, it, what's it, interesting me is the way that like, they, kept, they, they clung on to Jamie Carragher as a centre-half for a year. They didn't improve their back four. They clung on to Gerard for next year, they didn't improve their midfield. They don't. Look, they look like out of all of that kind of like the you know the morass at the top of the table, the one that is is looking backwards at the moment. Yeah, I think again, I think they did something similar to what Tottenham did when they sold Bell, Liverpool sold Suarez, and they've just gone and bought in like a load of players who you'd go, 
yeah, they, they were all right. Like people like Markovic, he might end up being good. Like Emre Chan's a midfielder. They've been playing him on the right side of, uh, you know, a centre free at the back. It's always interesting to watch Chan look at staring wistfully at the space he thinks he should be in rather than actually playing football, doesn't it? And it's just, yeah, I just think that this summer, I mean, if it, I don't know if they'll keep backing Rodgers with money. You can't just keep throwing them and getting, you know, if I was, if, you know, if my wife said to me, is under quid, go and buy the shop and I just came back with like loads of waffles... She'd just be like, and that's straight the worst analogy of all time. Straight, it's the worst analogy. No, no, straight, straight back to the Brooker Mexican honeymoon there, yeah. uh, which is where, of course, we started. Gentlemen, I'm afraid we run out of time. <laughs> Mr. Phil, uh, go and take that FIFA story and run with it, please. Would you on Five Live, and we'll uh, obviously we'll catch up with it next season, you, and hopefully speak to you then as well. Two Alex nils Brooker. to Villa, will get both. Oh, okay. <laughs> your prediction? Yeah. You're allowed to have one as well, Alex. Your prediction? I think we'll win one 0 Okay, that's that one. And Mr. Kevin Day, thanks very much. For being around all season long, you've yeah, been pleasure, and indeed in the Premier League. Mm. That is us. That's the whistleblowers for this season. See you next season. This has been a Playback Media production. For all our other podcasts, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.